So, alright guys, we gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts for our name mine. One, two, three. Welcome back to our extraordinary now before we get started with this episode don't forget to hit the subscribe button like this episode share this podcast and if you can do me a favor head on down to the review section and leave an honest review because this podcast was dedicated to helping us become a better version of ourselves. And I don't know what that version is, but I know that just like we need a little bit more money, just like we need a little bit more sleep, just like we need a little bit more of anything in life, we deserve to be a little better than what we are right now. Man, let's go ahead. Just get into today's topic, man. I just really want to just say that this, this, this right here, this came by viewers choice you know what i mean like as soon as we did that episode last week man everybody was like yo when you and rt gonna do another episode again man that episode was good you know that episode deserves a part two and i'm like man like like it, it just shows the good energy bro it just shows the, it, uh, the chemistry it really just shows like the presence that both of us have just on 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 these topics man so no. so this week, man, like, like usual, when I have a topic, man, like I never want to speak on it if I don't know anything about it, you know what I mean? Gotcha. So, so I reached out again to RT, and I was like, RT, man, like I, like something on my mind about value, you know what I mean? Like about value. Yeah. And when we talk about value, I said this last year. I said this last year. I was like, because you don't know your value, you gonna get pussy again for Valentine's Day. No. You know, okay. Because you don't know your value, and yeah. and I was like this, uh, you know, where does value really come from? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how do we find ourselves in this situation where you know you buying the roses, you buying the gifts, you about to buy the hotel where you gonna do the you know the five minutes of whatever? You know what I mean? And then, yeah. and then the only thing that you getting is some fucking pussy. No. So, so what, what's your take on it? So I think, you know, I think I want to start at the root, you know what I mean? And the root of it is I think I can't stress it enough, you know, um, when speaking about loving yourself, you know what I mean? When you love yourself and you know your own love language, we always talk about partners learning their partner's love language. But before you can learn theirs, you got to learn yours. You know what I mean? Because like we said before, somebody can love you and still love you incorrectly. You know what I mean? So when it talks about love languages, a lot of times we like to receive gifts from our love language. You know what I mean? But if you don't know what your love language is, it's hard to tell what type of gift you want. You know what I mean? And Yeah. And then it, it takes us back to self-worth. Like you said, self-worth is something that I don't think a lot of guys know what their self-worth is outside of money. So I ask you this and I ask anybody watching and followers that's watching, if you're a guy, what's your self-worth? Like, what are you worth? What's your value? And don't tell me your career or your status. So Meech, what's your self-worth? Outside, I don't want to know, you know, I know you have all the accolades and all of that. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying outside of what you bring to the table for us financial, which society paints this picture as, we got to be protectors, providers, but it get lost in the sauce when it comes to our value, because we just think our value is financially. You know, when you asked me this the first time, right? Like when you asked me this first time, I told myself I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna really, 
I'm going to really figure it out. No. I'm going to be honest with you. It took me two days and I still can't, like, I can't put it into physical words of what yeah. my value is. Gotcha. And I don't, I don't want to even narrow it down to just guys. I, I think everybody should ask themselves that. You know what I mean? Because with women, the same thing, like you said, your value shouldn't be pussy. You know what I mean? It, when when we talk about sex, that's a, a, a mutual transaction, you know, but going back to piggyback on what we was just talking about with the guys, you know, if we don't know our self-worth or our value, we'll fall and stay, stay in any toxic relationship. You know what I mean? Because we don't know what's good for ourselves. So we just stay without mm -hmm. even realizing, like you said, I deserve more than this. Mm -hmm. And it starts from communication. You know, one of the biggest things that I see in therapy and just in everyday experiences, a lot of times guys that don't know their value don't even have those conversations with their mates. Mm. You know, they don't have a conversation about what type of gifts that they like because women give two types of gifts, not all women. Women give two types of gifts and the type of gifts they give is things that men need and things that men want. A lot of women just go straight for the need. So when you look at household items, she got you a lawnmower. She got you mm -hmm. a dishwasher. Shit that you be like, why the fuck would you give me this? When, For real. You know, you want diamonds, you want trips, you want clothes, but you give me a fucking dishwasher or a lawnmower. And I'm not saying for certain dudes that enjoy those type of things. Like if he asked for that and that's a want, absolutely. But I think guys need to have that conversation off of rip. Like when you first enter a relationship or what type of gifts do you like to receive? Do you Absolutely. like to receive gifts that you want or gifts that you need or a mixture of both? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we feel unappreciated when it comes to self-worth because we do, 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 and we never get nothing in return that we feel like. Like you said, if you're going to give me pussy that you've been giving me throughout the week, what value does your pussy hold at this point? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then again... It's personalized because for some people, they'll take it. They're like, oh, no, I love sex with my partner, so I'll take that. But in the same token, with a lot of guys, if somebody gets you the same gift every Christmas, I don't care if it's materialistic or physical, it becomes normal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and I, that right there, man, like, you know, understanding, like, value and just, like, self-worth in general, man, like, I agree, man, like, it's, it's definitely got to be a conversation to you know, to have in the very beginning. You know what I mean? Like, what is your love language? At this point, man, like, it's 2022. If you're not tracking on what love languages is, like, like we already taking a step back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even now, bro, like, I'm still surprised. I'm still surprised when people tell me that they don't know their love languages. I'm yeah. still surprised. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I feel like it's such a key thing to understand. So with yeah. that, man, can we talk a little bit about the love languages? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so one of the things that I recognize too, and I think it, it boils down to, like you said, how society paints the pictures, because mm -hmm. a lot of women know about their love languages because they read more than a typical guy. Not all, mm -hmm. but the typical guy, he doesn't have the opportunity to even learn his love language because he's too busy providing and trying to make the average woman happy. And that, again, goes back into a lack of self-worth. You know what I mean? If you put somebody before you, I don't care if you're male or female, you already lost. Mm. You know, when, when we talk about, again, like I said, for the ones that wasn't on here, you know, like we said, if today, if what time is it? If at 12 o'clock the world was supposed to end, you know what yeah. I mean? 
if the world was supposed to end, think about what would you do? Who would you spend your time with? Mm. You know, we always think about just outside the box of my family, my this, my this. But if you boil it down and you'd be like, how much time do I give myself? Right. You know what I mean? But speaking of the love languages, for the audience, I'm curious, if you know about the love languages, I want you to say yes. And if you don't, like you said, this is a perfect opportunity to identify the five love languages. And Meech, I think I want you to dive into it because I was really surprised and I'm really proud of you. And like you said, I think I think I want to give you your flowers right now because like you I said, I yeah, I remember when you brought it up it was foreign to me that a guy had brought it up because we was talking and we was at the barbershop and I remember you brought it up and I was like, damn, he know about the love languages because from the city, you know, not too many people even teach guys about what a love language is or how to even receive love. So what, what do you feel like, like what's your expectations and what's your experience when it comes to the love languages? So my experience with it, bro, like, and, and, and it's so crazy, you know, and I wish that she was here so I can give her her flowers, but it really started with a relationship problem one-on-one. And okay. I was doing an episode with Shinny Salise, and she had okay. asked me, she said, she said, what's your love language? Yeah. And I stopped, I paused, bro, and I was like this, oh, mine's blue. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, my love language is blue. I was like, isn't yeah. that the colors? And she was like, no, you don't know your love language. No. And you know, early in the podcast, you feel me? And I'm thinking to myself, like, here I am doing an episode about relationships, yet I don't even know how to give love or receive love in a relationship. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So she she told me, she said, next episode that we do, you need to educate yourself on love language. So I sat back and I actually, like, really, like, dove deep into it. And yeah. by learning my love language, I finally understood how I give love and no. also what is it that hurts me the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because no. that was one of the biggest things that I learned is, is that your love language, usually if you know what your love language is, the opposite of that love language is what hurts you the most. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. So my love language is words of affirmation. Okay. You know, and it's not, you know, for a lot of people that hear words of affirmation, it's not necessarily like a trophy, but no. it's 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 positive affirmations. Like it's 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 being told you look handsome today. No. Or, you know, it's not just, hey, you can do it. Or, you know, don't give up. It's, damn, you smell good today. No. Hey, is that you in there cooking like that? Yeah. You know, like, like when, when, so, when, when, when my partner tells me that, that does something to me and it just boosts me. But also yeah. understanding that words of affirmation is my love language, criticism. And, you know, like when people say like nasty things, that does like hurt me deeply. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, for the ones that's um, tuning in and that's saying yes, What's your love language? And then can somebody name the five love languages for me? And my thing is, if you haven't heard of the love languages, I guarantee you go get it. It's by one of my favorite authors. It's by Gary Chapman. And when I tell you this dude, that's like one of the first books that I was like in tune because they have a couple of editions. They have one for women and they have one for guys. And anybody that does couples therapy with me, excuse me absolutely i give that book and i recommend that book because like you just said if you don't know what your love language is it's hard to give it but also like i said how can you expect somebody to give you a gift and you appreciate the gift if you don't know what type of gift that you want and that you absolutely. need now before so, we dive into it before we even dive into it what's yeah. your love language RC? my love language now listen here so this is the dope thing that i find about five languages of love. 
your love language can often change. The older I get, yeah. So it started off as, you know, quality time. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those where I was like, I just love being around my partner. And it's still some quality time, but I noticed the older I got, it's physical touch now. You know what I mean? And then for the ones that don't know, a lot of dudes, I know when we talk about physical touch, they're like, oh, yeah. We I think like of sex. sex. Yeah, yeah, we think of sex. Up. Yeah, it's like, but So, again, from my book, From Your Mind to My Lips, it's, it's one of those books that I, I highlight that because it's one of those where guys don't know how to separate or even articulate what touch is. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. touch is a form of intimacy that, like you said, most guys only think is sexual, but it's not at all. You know what I mean? It's everything opposite. And when I learned how to touch somebody without touching them, that's when I really learned how to touch my mate. You know what I mean? So to somebody that's listening, they'll be like, oh, shit, okay, so physical touch. So like you said, it's one of those where I, I, I definitely challenge people. I'm seeing some people... There you go, y'all, quality time. Okay, look, I'm proud of y'all. Like you said, hey, bro, they own it. I love Absolutely. it. I'm proud I love it. it. Y'all, extra service. Okay, look, they, na they named every single one, so I'm super proud of y'all because, like you said, when you know this, you're able to communicate and you're able to verbalize how you need to receive love because a lot of times, like I said, people come into relationships thinking about how can I get this type of love, not thinking of how can I give it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and while we're on that topic, if we could, man, can we go a little bit deeper into each love language, just for the simple fact that you rarely hear men talk about love languages yep. in this sense? Yeah. So, like you said, extra services. And one thing that I want to do too that I thought is dope is I had a I had a client. I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle what you said, but I even had a client tell me, "Can you help me plan some dates around it, like around my love language?" You know what I mean? Because even though we know it. We don't know how to show it. You know what I mean? So acts of services is, you know, one of those where your partner is performing an act, you know, where it could be women. A lot of times I feel like when it comes to relationships, people are so bent on gender roles instead of take away the gender roles and fulfill your partner's love tank. So if you know your girl been at work all day and she tired as fuck, she just coming home, you cook dinner. You, Absolutely. you clean up the house because you doing this only is going to help her in the long run. You know what I mean? You'd be like, why you ain't getting sexy for me? Why the fuck was she? She tired of shit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? She just take care of the kids, fuck around, and, uh, you know, work a nine to five and then come home and you be home all day. So that's mm -hmm. a huge issue because women, when the emotional side of things where a guy be like, she ain't getting sex or she ain't she ain't doing what she used to. Bro, she's tired. She's tired. You know. Same way that you tired after working an eight hour, 10 hour, 12 hour shift. Yep. Yep. So, and then, in a, in, in, if you reverse the roles, you know what I mean? When you talk about, I love what you said, words of affirmation, it's one of those where think like this. And let's just, let's just call a spade a spade. Women do not give compliments to males enough. That's something that's so true. Women do not compliment their mate enough. They they do the opposite. You so ugly. That's them calling us cute. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You got too many hoes. That's them calling instead of just saying we're attractive. Right. So instead of like a man to come up, hey, you beautiful. I love what you got on. You smell good. Women, I promise you, 
You're only going to help your relationship if you make your man feel wanted and sexy. Where, like you said, you come in, damn, babe, your hair cut sexy as fuck. You know what I mean? So, like you said, it's not enough of that when it comes to males. Nine out of ten males that come to me for therapy tell me off if their partner does not compliment them. Bro, I remember the first compliment that I ever received that made me realize that words of affirmation was my love language. It was somebody had told me, she said, she said that you were beautiful. And I mm. had never, I had never heard that before. Like, that stuck you know, I've you. heard, you, you, you feel me? Like, it really stuck with me. I, I've heard cute. I've heard handsome. You know, I said, I've yeah. heard fine. But the word beautiful and how powerful that word was, we usually say that to women. I was like, wow. No. Bro, I couldn't get out of the mirror. Yeah. No, you know, so that's it, it's something so simple like that that holds value, and it's sad because people outside of your relationship will compliment you more than the person you're with. It's almost sad. like a shocker to be like, "Wait, did you just call me cute? Why you call me cute? What you want?" Mm-hmm. Which it shouldn't be that way. You should compliment your. My thing is, I say whatever your partner's love language, you should try to implement something two, three times out the day. If your woman's um love language is physical touch give her a massage you know massage her feet massage her back you know what i mean when you when you cooking or you see her cooking go up behind her give her a kiss you know what i mean like make sure you implement those if it's words of affirmation when she get up hey babe you beautiful i love you you know what i mean if it's acts of service hey babe i know the um the garden's supposed to be fucking up hey i fixed it don't worry about it. you know what i mean you know or even just oh my bad, my bad. Go no ahead. go ahead go ahead go ahead no you know or even just to switch gears you know if it's acts of service you know that morning where you know if you know that he makes coffee every single morning yeah you're coming downstairs and making coffee for him yeah no. that means something you know no. what i mean and it's just like no. even if the coffee was weak as hell you know no. what I mean? Like, you know, you don't no. even know how to make coffee, but the fact no. that you got up out of your seat and did it, you know, no. and that means a lot. That yeah. means a lot. So I want to I wanna tackle this. So I want to tackle this because I this has been on my heart and it's been on my mind and I see it a lot. So many couples are at war with each other instead of at war together. So when I say that, when it comes to women, I hear this. I ain't being submissive. It's a stigma that comes along with this word. And that's why some of them don't want to give the type of love because they either been hurt in the past and they ain't healed and they be like, niggas don't appreciate it. Niggas don't do shit. But when you think about it, males are the most submissive creatures in the world. Mm-hmm. Think like this. An army. If you're in an army, you got a general. Mm-hmm. A thousand, a hundred thousand men listening to one guy because they know he's good at the position that he's in, so they trust him. And if you're on a basketball team, you listen to the coach. You see that, yeah. So you listen mm-hmm. to the coach. So it's the same thing when it comes to, it's nothing wrong with being submissive for your man and showing love. You know what I mean? If you ain't ready to, to give the type of love that you're asking for, you need to get out of the relationship. You need to be single. You know what's so crazy about that, man, is that that conversation, I, you know, and, and this is this is why I love having you on the show. You feel me? Because that's that was in my head. You feel me? That okay. was really in my head. And it's been something that, that I've been thinking on, bro, is that, like, when we talk about that, you know, when and yeah. we've been hearing it so much, you know, I'm not going to be submissive. I, or a man saying, I want a submissive woman. I want a submissive yeah. woman. You know, I really had to ask a lot of women, like, what is it that, what is the submissiveness that we're talking about? You yeah. know what I mean? Because yeah. growing up, you know, being raised by a single woman, 
no. you know, and a lot of men were raised by single women. We never yep. saw what a submissive woman was. Yeah. You know, our mom playing both roles. She's mom and dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's strong, period. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I, I was lost. And when I looked at it, for like, looking at it, at, like, what I look for in a partner, I don't really look for a submissive woman. I look for a real a strong woman. No. You know, so so if you could like just dive a little bit deeper on that, what it means to be submissive, just to clear it up. Absolutely. So I think the word submissive has a bad stigma because they they feel like the word submissive is shut up and listen. You know what Absolutely. I mean when I say goals, which Absolutely. is not that. So you got to ask yourself, it's certain roles. You know what I mean? So it's one of those where it's just a respect level. You know what I mean? It's not disrespecting your mate. And it's allowing your man to lead a lot of times women say they want a man that lead but how if you're trying to be the same leader it can't be two leaders so submissive is being submissive enough to one trust your partner enough for them to lead which he has to show that he can't lead you know what i, I love mean? that you said that right there yeah. i love that you said that the right woman will not submit to a man that has not displayed that he can lead absolutely that's absolutely. a given but if your man has displayed that he can lead that's when the submissiveness camp comes in where you have to take a step back and trust your mate, but they're still saying, hey, you're still my partner. I still need you, you know, but you're going to help me in the areas that I'm not good in, but also you got to allow me to lead because if you don't trust the leader, what happens? The team fumbles because it's everybody has a mind of their own where, hey, all right, man, you know, but the thing that I think women miss the most and hear me out, everybody that's listening, is a good leader is still going to listen to his partner. You know, so my thing is a lot of times they think being submissive is not having a voice. That's not true because a good leader takes account of everybody's opinion. But when it comes time for that final decision, it's the head that's going to make it because he's going to take the first punch and all consequences that comes along with that decision. And my thing is, I see a lot sometimes where women want to be submissive when it's conditional or beneficial for them. Mm, what do you mean? If somebody breaking the house, baby, somebody here, go get <laughs> you know what I mean, baby, go get them. You, you, I, I'm going to, I, I'm going to die for you. You know, you're so upset because I'm, I'm scared too. Yeah, listen, listen, but, listen, you, you want me to die for you. Right. which when you love somebody you will but when it comes time for a conversation you have so much pride that you got to get your point across it's not about who's wrong or who's right it's how do we fix it but you're so strong-minded to get your point across it's not the same when it comes to life or death so that's what i mean by a lot of times it can be situational which is not fair to the man because a man can feel when it's aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. And guys don't love or commit to unhealthy situations. They only commit to peace. 100%. 100%. So when women say, I need a guy to handle me, that sounds like it's a problem. That sounds like un, un, unresolved traumas to me. Right. So what is it to handle? Because if we partners, we both heal and we're figuring out that together. And that's where it comes again when you come with submissiveness. I agree. I agree. And, and I love the fact that you brought up heel, man, because, you know, earlier this week, you know, I, I, I brought that topic up, you know, at this point in my life, like, like, come healed. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, come healed. 
You know, it, it seems like, you know, and you see it all the time, like, you know, somebody that's going to help rebuild with me, someone that's going to help. Like, I'm going to just be 100% honest with you. I'm not, I'm not helping you rebuild shit. Yeah. All right. Like, like yeah. I know that may sound selfish. You know what I mean? No. Like, I know that may sound selfish to some people. But no. the same way that I came heal, yeah. like the same way that I came 100%, I no. need you to come 100% or don't come at all. You know, no. you see a lot of people hopping into relationships and they're not healed from the trauma of the last relationship. Absolutely. You bring the shit that, that he did to you, to me. No. You know no. what I mean? I'm breaking walls down. That I never even caused to get put up. Yeah. You know, so I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in come heal. You know, both males and females, you need to yeah. come heal. Like a woman's not about to help you deal with the fucking trauma that a girlfriend dumped you in seventh grade. Like, yeah. like, like for real, like, you know, you like yeah. you hear that all the time, bro. And, yeah. and, and I feel like it's just so selfish on the person. You know what I mean? Like you expect somebody else to give so much, so much of them to build you back up. Well, that no. was your job to do that shadow work. That was your job to do that healing. But my thing is, it goes back to what we said. What's the topic? Self-worth. When you know your self-worth, you're not going to even engage in that type of situation because those are questions that you ask and you pay attention to any red flag that's displayed. When it comes to when you first start talking to somebody, you, you got to ask the uncomfortable questions until they're comfortable. Yes. So when you ask questions about past traumas and past situations. When somebody shows you their true colors, don't try to repaint them. Uh So if somebody's telling you, yeah, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on, da-da-da, a lot of times we fall in love with the flesh first, so it's, oh, I can help and that. No, it's not your job, and it's never going to help. Uh Because that person has to heal. And like you said, it goes back to self-worth. So I hear a lot of women bash guys about it's no good man out here. It is. I work with him daily. You know what I mean? Because a good man, he's seeking therapy just for maintenance. You know what I mean? So when they come in, they all automatically say, you know, a lot of girls look for, like you said, hey, if I throw the cookie, you should take me out or you should do this. Like it's a price on it where high value males don't even associate with themselves with situational women that display themselves like that. Why, like you just said, I worked hard as fuck to get to where I'm at. Why would I just want to take care of you? What do you offer me? Take away pussy. What do you offer me? If you're not offering me peace, support, friendship, communication, building, what are you doing? A lot of people want to play house, but don't want to build it. And that's what it boils down to. God damn it, RT. God damn it. You did it. You did it again, man. You did it again. You did it but again, RT. You know, it's true. So many people want to play that role, but nobody really wants to build. Like you said, when you meet somebody, you got to meet your equal. You healed, I'm healed. Yes. Because we, if, if not, what are we doing here? hundred percent, you know, and I feel like we're just going back in circle. You know what I mean? Like we're just constantly going in a circle of, and, and this, and I learned this at a, at a point where it was, you know, I'm like this because of my last relationship. That ain't fucking me. Yeah. You yeah. know, my ex did this. That ain't fucking me. And, and now, listen, again, yeah, go ahead. When you say that, not to cut you off, that's when you discard or you leave because at that point, She's already showing you the red flags. Mm-hmm. 
If a guy come in and say, I got trust issues, I don't trust. He's showing you the red flags. That's not your job to help him make him trust again? My thing is this. You're responsible for your own happiness. Nobody can help fill that void or reveal that but you. People come to therapy all the time. Fix me. Shit, if I could, I'll move my wine and do it. You got to put in the work. And that means going through some situations that you went through and figuring out how do I deal with this now? Mm-hmm. How do I deal? Guys guys are just as bad as women. You know what I mean? Because guys, we still got shit that we deal with with childhood by our last episode because you never even feel, figured out how to love yourself. Absolutely. So if if I don't know how to love myself, how the fuck can I communicate to a woman how to love me? I don't know how to love me. Shit. If I, if I don't know how to love myself, how do I how do I expect to love someone else correctly? Right. And you know? like I said, no 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 disrespect, but it's time to be selfish. Fuck other people. If mm-hmm. I can't love myself, my self worth is low. I have low self esteem, so I stay in any situation that I feel love. So if I feel like you love me, I'll take the verbal abuse. I'll take the emotional abuse. One, I don't know what those are as a male. So I'm going to take it. She cussing me out. She dogging me. She putting her hands on. Hey, man, that's love. She love me. She crazy. That's toxic. That's not love. And people, people confuse love for people that don't know how to love you correctly. Hurt people hurt people. Oh, yes. Yes. And they bleed over other people when they don't heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And, and that's one thing that a lot of people just need to understand is that, like, just like what you said, hurt people hurt people. You yeah. know what I mean? And a lot of times, like, people are walking around with wounds they still ain't even healed from yet. You know what I mean? And as they walking around, you heard that story with the bucket that had the hole in it. As it was walking around, it was putting the water out. Yeah. The whole time, how you doing? You bleeding out all over the no, and that's not just in your relationships. That's just that's with family. No, you know, our mom, you know, like it's a couple of us that deal. Our mamas were dealing with some hurt from our fathers, and unknowingly was bleeding on us. Yeah, taking it out on us because we reminded them of him. Uh-huh. And now here we are in adulthood, not wondering how we know how to properly love, not you know, accepting being yelled at. You see what no. I'm saying? Being fussed at, putting your no. hands on it because we saw that growing up, and we thought like, damn, that's love right there. Listen to here. This is what scares me the most with young adults and any male of any age. Society puts financial and providing so much on us that everybody around us forget to appreciate us because it's what we should be doing. So for a guy, like I said, it hurts me to ask it, but it's true. When the last time have you felt happy? healthy and felt appreciated when it didn't involve your pockets for me i would say sunday okay sunday okay i i tell you after we did that last episode i did a whole lot of soul searching i did okay. a whole lot of so yeah i did a whole lot of soul searching so yep. i made sure that sunday you know i, I actually i brought it up and everything okay. and you know sunday was just like like an amazing experience that's dope. What, what, when it comes to value, what do you think is most important for yourself 
for you to value most about yourself. And that's for anybody that's listening. If somebody else got something, I ain't got it. <laughs> if like somebody if some, else gonna drop something, I ain't got it. Because when you when you when you talk about value, people value the wrong things about themselves. You know, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to when you think of like I said for a male, I make a hundred thousand a year. That's so. That's what you cost. That's your tap out. Hold on, RT. If you could, can you ask that question again. Yeah. So, what's the when 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 we speaking about value? What things about yourself do you value the most? Like, if anybody that's listening, name three things that you love about yourself. And money can't be one because that's what a lot of guys turn to. But literally, three things that you love about yourself. I'm gonna say resilience. Okay. What else? And like I said, don't feel bad about that because it's something that guys don't talk about enough or ask themselves enough. Like, what do I love about myself? We can pick. Hey, let's let's change the clock. Tell me three things you would improve about yourself. Oh, I'm done. I don't even want to hear. But look how fast that old change. Where three things you love, it's it's like pulling teeth. But three things you would have put. Hey man, I would change my height. I would change my weight. I would be so quick to point out all the negative things, but we don't appreciate ourselves. Nobody taught us that. Nobody taught us love yourself, love your skin. We so busy trying to chase the next thing. Appreciate and value what you have now. God damn. God damn. And we all fall victim to it. Damn, RT. I swear to God, man. I swear to God. Every single time. Now, my question is, is that as a man, you know, mm. as, as a person in general, how do you, you know, what are some steps to that you can take to be able to help you discover your self-worth or to learn your self-worth? Perfect question. You know what I mean? I, I In therapy, I use it as, I call it the suitcase model. So I always say, let's say you're going on a trip. You're going to pack what, what, what fits and you're going to throw away that doesn't. You know what I mean? So it's literally figuring out, trying new things, you know, moving outside of your comfort zone. You know what I mean? It's Doing things that make you feel happy and good, the, the, no matter what nobody say. You know what I mean? Because growing up in the hood, everybody had to play sports and they had to sell drugs. But why wasn't there nobody out there? Because people felt like, oh, they're going to laugh at me if I say I want to shoot videos. You know what I mean? Like, this is good bit making money. But we're so worried about what everybody else thinks. As a man, I say, just move with no expectations of nobody else. You want to write a book? Write a book. You want to do music? Do music. You want to work out? Go work out. I, all, I always say, eating better, getting enough sleep, working out, doing something physical. 
like those are the things that guys should be doing where and hear me out no disrespect to nobody forget pussy and women for a second don't chase the tail i say for some guys i'll be like try to be uh, try to be celibate for a month no sex nothing and literally just do things take yourself for a day do something that you like like date yourself what you would do for a woman do for yourself I love that. I love that. All the other things. And these are things that help you implement where you'd be like, damn, people used to think I was I go out to eat by myself. Mm-hmm. Learn how to be alone without any expectations of nobody else. Because a lot of us can't be alone. We always gotta, hey, I gotta get this, I gotta get that. I love that. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. And I like that. yeah, and in the book, from your mind to your lips, a lot of people here. And like you talked about, I love that you even remember it. Super dope. You know what I mean? It'll be coming out soon, but it's one of those. It talks about how a man learns to love a woman in a million ways instead of one. So instead of sex, he loves to learn everything else about her. But also in that book, it's a huge part in the beginning where he has to face his demons, where he like, nope, I'm not engaging in no risky behaviors, no sexual acts, nothing that may indicate me getting out of character. Because think about it, a lot of guys act out of character because what? The cookie. Mm-hmm. They want to make money for women. Mm-hmm. They want to dress nice for women. Mm-hmm. Do things for yourself. What would you like? Mm-hmm. Where would you like? like Who would you like? Mm-hmm. I like what that. What would you say? You know, are, you, are you asking me? Yeah, what would you say? What would what would you recommend for a guy to build some self worth? For a guy to build self worth, and how to you know, and I and when I think about it, I had to ask myself like you know, what were some things that I had to do to build my own self worth? You know uh-huh. what I mean? Like you know, and I really you know what I did was is that I wrote down. I wrote down things that I liked about myself. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? And I remember that's that's why it was so crazy. Like when you said that, you know, I was like, damn, like you did that before. You just like, come on, like you know, you know what you like about yourself. So and let me ask you I, this, Meech. When you wrote it, did you accept those things? I feel like when I wrote it at the time, like like what we had said very in the very beginning, how like our love language has changed as we grow. Mm, at okay. the exact moment right there you know what i mean like when i wrote those out the space that i was at like i could accept it okay but when i when i fell out of love with myself the things that i wrote that i liked about myself i it, i didn't like those mm, okay let's talk about this oftentimes we don't even know what we like about ourselves because we put on what everybody else likes about us mm. We form these identities that's not realistic. One, we search for validation through people that's not validated. Mm-hmm. Two, they teach us that pussy gives you validation, which is false. Mm-hmm. And then three, it's one of those where, like you said, we never form an identity because we're already given one where they knew me as the hooper. You know what I mean? Like you the hooper. So when I stopped hooping, I got lost because I was like, wait, what am I without basketball? Because 
Now I'm in college and everybody only know me for hooping, but now I'm not hooping. So who the fuck am I? So when you break away any identity and form a new one, that's how you begin to build your self-worth because you honor what you are and what you do instead of what you can provide. Damn. I like that. Hear me out. For all the women right now, that's if, if you're not in a relationship, answer this or answer for your friends, even if you is. Think like this. If I tell you right now, you, you ask a woman, what's your type? You know what I mean? She want a guy that's making, most women, I don't know what this is with this, I want a guy that makes 100K or around that ballpark. You know what I mean? But if you ask a woman right now, could you be okay with dating somebody that owns his own plumbing company? What would be your answer? Because for some, like I said, even doing this with girls in high school, girls in college, or adult women on any podcast, a lot of similar answers is a plumber. I don't know if I could be with, but he could be bringing in 80,000. Mm-hmm. He owns his own business. But this is what I mean by imagery because he doesn't fit this image. It's not always built up to be what it is. So a lot of guys shy away from it when it's like they, they wasn't promoting trade school then. Uh, you got to go be a doctor. You got to go be. I don't like school. I could have went to great trade school, became uh, a plumber, owned my own business, been less than that. But uh, the idea of telling somebody you're a plumber is not as appealing as I work in an office. I work on Wall Street. I'm a uh, doctor. Uh, I'm a, you know, so again, we don't follow our dreams because we're so busy settling for others' expectations. I love that. That right there, that's something I've talked about before, and I love that right there. Okay. And what, what was your thoughts on it? You know, I, I, I'm a firm believer that you have to follow your dreams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, despite what your loved ones think of it, you know, and, and this always goes back to, you know, when I first joined the military. Like okay. a lot of people don't know is that when I first joined the military, I couldn't find a soul. I could not find a soul to tell me that I was doing good. You know what I mean? No. I couldn't find a soul to support me. Family, they was trying to talk me out of it. They said that I was going to get PTSD. They said that I was going to blow up. They said that I was going to lose my legs. You know That's what tough. I mean? No. My neighbors, they tried to rip up my paperwork. You know what I mean? Like... It, you know, friends, friends were, were unsure about it. You know what I mean? Like, no. hey, you do what you want to do, but nobody was very supportive about the idea. You know mm. what I mean? And here it is 12, 13 years later, I can't find a soul to talk me out of getting out of the military. Like, every time I tell them that, like, yo, like, I want to get out. You know, they're like, don't do that. You know, it's so good for you. But 13 years ago, you was telling me that it wasn't. You know no. what I mean? No. And I had to learn two things. People can only give you give you advice on things that they have experienced from. If they have never experienced it, then they can only give you things, give you advice from what they think it might be. An opinion. Yeah. You know what I mean? An opinion. Also, I can't hold, I can't really take, I can't get upset with my loved ones when they give me advice because they're not giving me advice on what's best for me. They're giving me advice on what they think is best for me in their eyes. Mm. Yeah, they don't want to see me fail. You know what I mean? Like my family and friends was giving me that advice. It was they didn't want to see me fail. They didn't want to see me get blown up. They don't know anything else. Yeah, they project their fears onto you. They're projecting their fears onto me. You know what I mean? Like this is like I'm so big on following dreams, bro. Like I remember, um, 
I remember my grandmother, she had asked me when I was like a kid, you feel me? She mm-hmm. I was a kid. She said, baby, what do you want to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, I want to be a, I want to be a, I want to, I want to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. And she looked me dead in my face and said, baby, do you want to be a joke for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Immediately, bro, immediately killed me, bro. I killed that dream right then and there. Killed no. that dream right then and there. No. Two weeks later, she come back. She asked me again. She said, baby, what do you want to be when you grow up? I said, mm-hmm. I want to open my own restaurant. Mm-hmm. She looked me dead in my face again and said, well, restaurants don't make a lot of money. Mm. You know, and then just like that, I killed another dream. Yeah, it would take me years, bro. Like I remember being at Connor Creek, bro. Being at Connor Creek, and while everybody else was stressed out about going to college, no, bro, I, I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do. No, because every dream that I had was already shut down. Mm. You no. know what I mean? It's not that I didn't have ambition; I just didn't have direction. Hmm. You know, so a lot of people, go ahead, bro. My bad. No, no, you you hit. I I I I don't mean to cut you off, but you hit so many gems right there that I think people need to hear. You know, because it's one of those everything you said. Think about it. This came from the your grandmother, somebody that her opinion holds weight for you. Mm-hmm. You're a kid. You're a sponge. And it's so sad that it doesn't stop with her or change because that's society, period. Think about when you first started the podcast. Nobody supported you. Now that you're up and running, everybody, hey, bro, let me get on. Let me, let me, like I said, when it came to my books, at first, why are you writing a book? Why are you doing that? You know what I mean? And then when they seen, oh, he's selling. He really did write the book. Now everybody want to support. But that's the thing about a dream is it's your dream for a reason. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's like don't let nobody tell you about your dream because it's your dream but like you said Absolutely. if you got nobody to tell you that at a young age we already a lost cause they tell us early on you could be whatever you want to be until you start seeing the things you want to be and then that's when it changes yes you know what's so crazy man and, and I love the fact that you brought that up man like you know they tell us that we could be whatever we want to be but the moment that we tell them that you know tell them something outside of the norm you know, all of a sudden, you know, it, it's not that. You feel yeah. me? Like, how many times yeah. do people tell you, hey, man, you keep playing basketball, you're going to go to college for an athletic scholarship? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Or, or if you don't want to play basketball, you can play football. Yeah. Ain't nobody, I ain't never hear nobody tell me, hey, you know, you could go to school and be a mechanic, you could be a plumber, you could, you know, you could learn a trade. You know, I never yeah. heard any of those things. I yeah. never heard be a doctor. I never heard be an author. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why, like you said, that's where we come in because knowledge before college, which is the book that I created, I that. talk about all of that. You know, it talk about all the options that you have. It's literally the knowledge before college is literally it's on Amazon and it's literally a book surrounded that because I never had nobody to tell me that. I remember being in college and I remember they didn't tell me I was on scholarship. They didn't tell me if you drop between if you drop below 12 credits, you're ineligible to play. At the time, I did my own research. I was taking 16 credits because that's that was in order to graduate in four years. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to my school counselor, and I remember him being like, most athletes take 12 credits. Why would you want to take 16? And I was like, because I want to graduate in four years. And he was like, but why? And it was so crazy, but at that moment, I realized where it was like, 
people don't want better for you until you want better for yourself. I love that. Think about it. If if you're on the side of the road, a lot of times people ain't, you straight on the side of the road, people ain't just stopping normally. But if they see you out pushing your car, they getting out with you and helping you push. It's not until they see you put effort into your own dream until somebody else comes along to try to help push you. Man, I love that. I love that so much, man, because a lot of times, man, and I'm glad that you brought that up. A lot of times you see so many people quick to kill their own dream because they're not receiving support from their loved ones. Come on, man. Talk about you know what I mean? Like, we, 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 you know, one of the richest places in the world is a graveyard. Yeah. You know, it's filled with unfulfilled passion, dreams that yeah. was never able to take physical form. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. the problem is, is that until you support yourself, nobody else is going to support you. No. I can't believe in you. You know no. what I mean? I can't believe in you if you don't believe in yourself. If you don't, you can't sell me on something if you don't believe that it works. Yeah. You know no. what I mean? Like that's imagine if somebody cooked a meal and you asked them how it tastes, and they said, "Um, I don't, I don't really taste Like shit, I ain't tasting it. Fuck. Why are you like, tasting the shit either? Then. Yeah. You know that's like going up to a tattoo artist. He ain't got no tattoo. Uh uh-uh. uh Let's take it a step further. <laughs> hey. The barbershop, if you didn't get in the last year, you know what? If you didn't get in the last year, hey, they're not, they not going to you because you don't have any clientele. Mm-hmm. You don't believe in yourself. But my thing is this, for anybody that's listening, if you got a dream, me and them are both telling right now, follow it. And the biggest thing is not about how far you go, but be consistent. Yeah. Because I don't give a fuck about Moving fast, I want to move correctly. I even tell you this, bro, and I'm a firm believer in this one right here. Hard work will be talent every single day of the week. Easy. Hard work will be this, and this is me. This is this is like I live the underdog story. I live yeah. the underdog story. I'm I start off in last place and end up in first somehow. You yeah. know what I mean? And one thing that I have learned throughout the entirety of it is that hard work will beat talent any single day of the week. And a lot of times we get so distracted because of how somebody else's success is playing out in their lives. No. You know what I mean? It's so easy to look at. Oh, my bad. Go ahead, bro. No, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. You go. It's so easy to look at somebody else's success and then start second guessing what your plan is. You know what I mean? Like, like God had, like God made an error in what he had for you. You know what I mean? And, and, Hard work, consistency, just like what you said, man. Like the effort that you put in will pay off tomorrow. I can assure you. Don't quote me, but if somebody that's listening know the answer, please help me. Um, But I I, I remember reading, it was either Amazon or it was Google. It was Amazon. They sold one package their first year. Um. Like how big it is now, I believe it was Amazon. They only had one order their first year. Imagine if they would have quit then. They were in a garage. They were in a garage. So my thing is, oftentimes we quit too soon. Were you three steps ahead where you need uh, three Mm. steps away from where you need to be? So my thing is, we quit on our dreams when we feel like it's not instant gratification. And that's where we fail because we don't have nobody rooting for us. But shit, we not rooting for us. So if three, four months ago and we don't got a sale, it's oh, it's a problem. No, it's not the problem. It's you're missing some ingredients. Um, 
You got to add something else. Try to market different. You don't change the goal. You just change how you implement the things to push the goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I love the fact that you bring that up, bro. Because, I mean, one thing that I always, I always told myself, like, despite whatever the situation was, is mm-hmm. that success, success isn't a hot pocket. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and what I mean by a hot pocket, if you want a hot pocket, you grab a hot pocket, toss it in the microwave, two minutes, yeah. it's done. No. You know what I mean? That success no. isn't like that. Success no. is a home cooked meal. No. You know, think of think of Thanksgiving. Mm. You gotta no. wake up early. No. To start a Thanksgiving dinner. For it to be no. done by three, you gotta no. be up at least five. But that's and that's not even including the prep that you did yesterday. Yeah. That's not even including the prep that you did the night prior. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So so if you look at success like a home cooked meal, like a real home cooked meal, it takes time to make. No. You know, so if you getting upset that your success isn't popping off like overnight, there's no such thing as overnight success and there's no such thing as an overnight disaster. You see yeah. somebody that falls off, that motherfucker ain't fall off just out of one thing. It was no. a series of events that it was a consistent events of negative thoughts and actions that led to his downfall. And it can no. be a consistent events of positive actions that can lead to your uprise. No. And let's tie some shit in because I love what you said and you triggered me. When you talked about the slow cooking, it got a marinade, got a, the same thing got to do when it comes to your partners with self-worth and um, your, your, your love languages because you just can't affect for your woman to turn on soon as you want her to turn on. You got to marinate that. that thing from the beginning of the morning. You know, hey, babe, how you doing? Have a good day. Words of affirmation early in the morning. The same for the man. Hey, babe, I made your call. Where a lot of times we just search for that instant gratification, even with our mates, when it comes to, hey, let's just do this now. Where you put in no effort. And that's where I feel like it's missing when it comes to relationships and self-worth. The effort. If I could. If I could, bro, man, like, I just really want to just take a moment and just say, like, understanding your partner's love language is critical. Because a lot of times, like, you know, and I don't know if you've you've been in this situation, but, you know, say, for example, you know, we go in the kitchen, we wash the dishes, we clean the kitchen, we come back into the living room expecting a trophy, like, hey, you know, I cleaned some dishes out, right? Yeah. And you know I did the laundry, right? Yeah. And And we get upset when it's like, they don't say anything to us. Not realizing that our partner's love language is an acts of service. No. You know, no. that didn't mean anything like, hey, I appreciate that. You feel me? And, and, and yeah. A lot of times like we get upset because we get upset with our partners because we don't understand their love language. You understand yours, but you yeah. don't understand your partner's. And you feel unappreciated at that moment because mm-hmm. even though you did the dishes, she missed like they feel like when you're supposed to do something. You're not supposed to get praised for it. And that's where a lot of relationships fail. Mm. Guys do it too. Your woman making dinner. Hey, you just, you sit your ass down like it ain't shit. What? No, babe, thank you for making dinner today. You ain't have to. I know you like. And vice versa. Where a man, he go out and shovel that snow. It's a man. Do, no, it's cold as fuck out there, baby. Thank you so much for shoveling that snow. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, People meet at a weird place at times because a lot of times they're raised off survival and not love. So when it comes to these things or being able to give love to your partner at all times, they fail drastically. And this is how that cycle begins with somebody ended up with a heartbreak. 
I love that. I love that. You know, if you could, man, like, can you just dive a little deeper into like some uh, being raised off of survival versus love? Absolutely. You got to think about. I think that's the biggest indicator into if a relationship works or if it doesn't work. Because somebody that's raised off survival is only looking at how am I going to make it the next day and how are we going to make it the next day without implementing, like you said, the little things, noticing the little things. People that's raised off survival don't give a fuck about love languages. How are you going to pay this bill? Mm-hmm. Where you, you, you didn't heard women say, you know, uh, if, 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 if he a real man, which you can't tell me what a real man is because you're a woman. So don't you ever, and a lot of times that women that say that don't even got a dad in their life. So how the fuck can you tell me what a real man is? You ain't never seen one. But when it comes to a woman saying a real man is going to pay for everything, where it'd be like, if that's what works in your relationship, that's what works in your relationships. By all means, back in the day, they my granddaddy paid for everything. Mm-hmm. granddaddy worked at Ford and his check could afford every household bill where the cost of living was down, the value of a dollar was down. Mm-hmm. So now times has changed where if a man wants to pay everything, hey, let them, if that works for y'all. But it's too many women out here that want those um, for their man to have that responsibility, but they're missing out on the most important thing. Whereas, like you said, we talked about it before. If I work this hard to get to where I'm at, a master's degree, mm-hmm. work in my own practice, got books out, doing everything, why would I take care? You're another bill. If you're not adding, you subtract them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you said, going back to what you talked about versus survival and love is one of those where somebody that's raised off survival is never going to appreciate somebody that's doing it out of love because they'll take, and I know y'all been seeing it, but they'll take a dude that gave him a hundred dollars, but he had a thousand dollars versus a nigga that gave you twenty dollars, but that was his last twenty. Because they don't understand the two. They oh, he gave me a hundred dollars, yeah, but the nigga's a scammer and he had. A hundred thousand, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? He gave you 20, and all I had was 30. But that's what the disconnect becomes. Like what, what's your expectation on My expectations versus uh, survival versus love? Yeah. How you, how you handle things when, if you were raised off of survival, how you handle when times get rough will tell me a lot. Mm. How you handle us in general, if you treat the relationship as if we're a competition, and that was something that you had brought up earlier, you know, like a relationship that's raised off of um, off of survival, they compete with each other. They tend to mm-hmm. compete with each other. It's no. always, you know, if you don't like it, you can leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's always, you know, well, if the if I can't make the bills, you know, what we go, you know, what we gonna do? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or it's always this sense of we're on the same boat, but you're referring to my half as the side that's sink. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Meach. This on my heart, bro. Let me ask you this. And I ask everybody that's listening right now, answer please. Because when you talk about that, bro, this is what comes to mind. When you talk about a guy's self-worth and why we lack self-worth, I want everybody to answer this if you could. Do you think guys are love, conditional or unconditional? Conditional. And a lot of guys feel that way. I'm curious to hear what everybody else say, but 
God's our love by conditions. What can he do for you or what can he do for me? Even if somebody loved, think about it, women and pets and babies are loved unconditionally. When it comes to God, usually we feel love by conditions. So imagine why our self-worth is so low. And like you said, verse love and survival plays a huge factor in that because you're already looking at me as I'm going to love you by the conditions that you can provide and that you can help me. You know, what's so crazy is that, um, you know, and I remember me and you had this conversation and I remember, um, you know, being 15, coming out of my job, right? Coming out of my job. And I remember we didn't have no food in the house. You know what I mean? We ain't have no food in the house. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking to myself, like, damn, man, we ain't got no food. Let me go ahead and buy something. You know, I bought groceries for that month. You know, I bought groceries for my check. And my mom, she saw that. She saw that. And she immediately started crying. She was like, you're such a provider. You're such a provider. And growing up, I always would tell myself that, you know, that's what I need to be. You know, I have to find a way to provide. No. And if I cannot provide, if I cannot find a way to provide, then how can I, how can I be an asset in this household? Mm. Mm-hmm not realizing that I end up, you know, like growing up now, I see myself, that's the condition of my value. So when you had asked me earlier, you know, what do I bring? What is my value? I'm thinking like, well, I'm a hard worker. Yeah. I mean, I have a great work ethic. Yeah, that's good, but you're looking at it in the things that you could bring to the table. Yeah. No. Like you said, versus offer you peace, offer you communication, offer you a safe place to vent. Offer my role as a father is more than just providing for my child, uh-huh. believing in her, getting her to see things from different perspectives, teaching. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, like you said, it just boils down to everything that we've been talking about, which is sad. But, like we said, self worth is everything. And if you don't know your self worth, especially as a man, you fall for anything. Uh-huh. You allow a woman to tell you what a man is supposed to do when she never seen it. Yes. Yes. You know, like you said, it's one of those where you have to figure out, and like you said earlier, and I love that you said this, you got to heal. Rather, that's seek therapy. That's read. That's rather look on YouTube, do your research, but you have to seek some type of form of help to heal because it's unhealthy for both parts in a relationship. You know, and I even go as far as to say that a lot of men are, a lot of men are, be, a lot of men are trying to be men based off the idea of what their mother had invented into them when no. their father was absent in the household. No. You know, like you, you, you grow up and you say to yourself, like, well, you know, a man needs to be what my mom told me that what a man's supposed to be, this is what I'm supposed to be. No. You know what I mean? Not realizing that because you did not have that male figure, you don't even know what a man is supposed to be. Right. You know? Or how he looks. How he looks, how he acts, how he reacts to things. I even do one better, how he loves. Mm, Come on now. A lot of times, man, like, and this was something, and this is something that, you know, I'm I'm so cautious, I'm so cautious with my wife, with, with my kids, is that, and I tell her this, is that the kids need to see their father love their mother. Mm-hmm. They need to see how we love each other. No. Because I have a son. I no. have a daughter. 
Yeah. Growing up, I never saw a man. I didn't see my father love my mother properly. Come on, you know what I mean? I didn't yeah. see my mother love my father properly, but I did see them argue. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's one thing is that a lot of times, like you feel me, is that we saw our parents argue. But how yeah. many times did you see them love each other? Right. How many times did you see your father embrace your mother? You know yeah. what I mean? That's why I use, I love when you post the pictures of your parents. That shit make my heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. made me go downstairs and hug my wife and everything. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I want them, I want my kids to see that. And a lot of times, like when we go off of survival, we talk about love is that, you know, a lot of us did not see that growing up. You never saw how a man properly loved a woman. So now you getting the hate of what a woman is giving you from a man that hurt her that you had no connection. No. You didn't cause that. And let's take it a step further. Sometimes that man is her dad being missing. It she never dealt with her dad, that abandonment issue. She never dealt with that. So she take it out on any other man. She fall for any other thing that any man gives her because she never felt love from the first guy that she should have felt it from. It's the same for both parties. And that's why we say you got to heal. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. if you never got it, we too old to be saying, Hey, um, you know, um, like you said, we got baggage. We're too old for that. It's 2022. Mm -hmm. You got to You know, and I said that, bro, coming into the situation, I, I, you know, and this is one thing I said, I was like, this, look, man, it's 2022. If you don't know your love, like, just, I, 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 Google that shit and then get back to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. 2022. If you're not going to come healed, then get the hell away from me. No. You see what I'm saying? Because no. and, and it's not just in a relationship, it's in a work life. If you no. still are dealing with some shit that you do, if you don't even know how to properly communicate, you know no. what I mean? We can't have no. a conversation. You know? No. And like you said, and your first question on the value when it comes to sex and women just thinking sex is a gift, it goes right back to what we talked about. If you know how to communicate effectively, it's one of those where you're not going to stand for anything. So like you said, having that vulnerable conversation of, hey, babe, I, I, hey, I, I appreciate the things that you give that you think that I may need, but I want X, Y, and Z. I deserve I X, Y, and Z because I'm going to give it. I like I said, that. yeah, it's sex is a, a mutual transaction. Where if we're we supposed to be doing this on a daily, depending on our personal, you know, expectations of how many times we should do. So that's not a gift to me. Where the experience can be a gift. We go out of town, we go out to eat, we decorate the room. That can be fine to daily. But like I said, any gift that's given for every holiday, for every situation becomes redundant. You got to be spontaneous. And like you said, that's learning your partner's love language because gifts can change periodically. Mm -hmm. You know, I can go on and say this, man, is that, like, fellas, we, 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 we hurt ourselves the most when it comes down to these things because we refuse to communicate. Come on. When our lady asks us, when our lady asks us things like, you know, what do you want? We say shit like, um, you know, it's whatever. Ooh. You know? Come on, talk. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, you ain't got to get, you know, we downplay ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know but what why? I mean? But why? We don't, we don't, we're not accustomed to doing it. Yeah. We don't even know how to express that. No. 
You know what I mean? Like, do you know yeah. how long it bro? It really took me. It took me years. You feel me? Yeah. It took me years to finally be able to build up the courage within myself to have that conversation. Yeah. To say, like, you know, like, look, man, like, I really don't, you know, I don't want this for yeah. Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I'm upset that I didn't get this. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm walking around the house with an attitude. You know no. what I mean? Because I wasn't celebrated, but this is the thing, though, is that when I was asked what I, what I wanted for my birthday, when I was asked what I wanted for Christmas, when I was asked what I wanted for Valentine's Day, I said, uh, it's whatever. So I yeah. got whatever. Yeah. You know, now, here it is. Now, I done went out roses, hotels, flowers, you know, hey. gifts. Listen, I love that you said it, because a woman gonna tell you exactly what she want. I want a da-da-da-da-da, and she gonna tell you. But like you said, communication, we got to hold ourselves accountable because like you said, it's one of those where for us, we, hey, man, you know, I don't need nothing, da, 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 where if it is something, if your part one, talking about love language, two things happen, like you said. One thing that I love is when you know your partner's love language, they give you hints without giving you hints. Uh-huh. So you know how to gift them because of their love language. You know what yes. I mean? but. But when you don't know your partner's love language, it becomes a guessing game. And until you learn their love language, that's when the communication has to be had. Like I said from the start, on what type of gifts do it? If I'm, if you dating somebody and it's new, you need to be asking them off rip. What type of gift giver are you, and what type of gift giver do you enjoy? Do you like gifts that's needs or wants? Because I'm gonna tell you something. We 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 gotta respect the ladies and we gotta love the ladies because ladies notice the gifts that we need. She noticed you ain't bought underwear in a while. She noticed you ain't bought socks in a while. She noticed your t-shirts is dingy or you've been so she's going to get you those needs. And although those are good gifts, it still are not what we want. And that's why I said, like you said, we gotta verbalize the things that we want. 100%. Like, you you sitting here on Christmas Day, everybody else opening up $1,000 worth of gifts, and you there with a new, new pair of socks. Yeah. And you upset, and you upset. But the reality is that when they asked you, what did you want for Christmas, you didn't say anything. No. So now it leaves, it leaves your partner up to, so what does this motherfucker need now? No. Not what he wants. What does he need? What do I see him? You know, I noticed that he fucking... You know, he be sitting here. I noticed some holes in his socks. No. Now he, now you getting socks again. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I noticed that he, you know, he always talks about this. You know, and that's another thing is communication is key because a lot of times, like your partner will tell you exactly what they want. If they always, yeah. if you always hear them talking about something, that yeah. might be it. You know what yeah. I mean? So communication yeah. has to be key. No. You know, and I and I even go a step further, man, is to say is that like communication is key, not just in a positive sense, but also in a negative sense is that, you know, when when we have a disagreement, we can't shut down. You oh. cannot do the silent treatment, you know, and I and I no. say it for two reasons is that one, the silent treatment, that shit leaves a lasting effect. No. You know, I, I'll be 100%. I've made some dumbass decisions off the fear of the silent treatment because I didn't want to be isolated and treated as if I didn't want to exist. But we have to be able to communicate in that sense. Like, if something bothers you, tell me. No. And like you said, one of the forms of communication is listening. You know what I mean? Oftentimes, people in relationships listen to respond and not hear. So if you're not hearing what your partner is saying, you're just trying to win the arguments, which is a fail objective in the first place you know what i mean like i said before it's one of those where 
it's a situation where so many people are at war with each other instead of at war with the other shit that's coming. So like you said, to communicate, it's one of those to off rip. When you first, how do you deal with problems? How do you deal with problem solving? You know, how do you deal with situations that hurt you? If I hurt you, how do you deal with it? Are you somebody that tries to retaliate? How can I fix my wrong? How do you like, do you need space after I hurt you? Because that's the thing. One of the things that I love most about the book is it's one of those situations where it takes you through. It's written from a therapeutic standpoint, but it's also one of those that takes you through the motions of a male's perspective in relationships. So a lot of times you hear in these love stories and romance books, a woman's side, but I'm writing it from a male standpoint. So I talk about how vulnerable it is to talk through problems. And I talk about how vulnerable it is to say that you hurt me or my feelings is hurt. You know what I mean? Or because a lot of times we don't communicate that. Mm-hmm. She hurt you. You don't say shit. You just like, hey, it's cool. You know, you move it. You you yeah, that don't that that doesn't help her prevent from hurting you again. Mm-hmm. So the mistakes continue to happen because we don't have those communications to limit those mistakes. You know what I mean? If a woman don't know or a man doesn't know that he hurt you, how can they fix it? You know, I'm a firm believer that I would rather have the awkward conversation now than to have the outburst later. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're too afraid to have that awkward conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I remember there was a time where me and my partner, like, my partner had said something to me. And it mm-hmm. just started building up. Like they would keep saying that little thing to me, and I did not like it. But I yeah. never communicated that, you know, because now we 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 about to go into trauma responses. I fawned, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I fawned, and yeah. and because I kept fawning, I kept fawning, I kept fawning, I ended up lashing out. You know, she just caught me on a bad day, and I yelled, yeah. and I was like, "Stop fucking calling me that." Yeah. And that was something that should have been that's that should have been a conversation. A lot of times we don't want to kill the vibe in a room. We don't want to make it awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't want to make it awkward, but it's gonna be awkward when we have that outburst. You know what I mean? No. No. You know, I'm a I'm a firm believer. Have that awkward conversation now before you have that outburst later. I'm gonna tell you where I see a lot of my couples relationships just take off. When my couple's relationship, I always tell them I feel like they should implement check-ins. So I tell them a lot of times we only check in when we feel like something negative is about to happen or something negative has happened. Where I always tell couples to implement a a weekly check-in. If you need two a week, three a week, depending on your relationship and your situation, do it. But you should at least have one check-in a week. You know, where you're talking about everything. Has it been a situation that your partner didn't even mean to affect you, that affect you, that triggered you, that triggered you from something else. You know, so I don't, I feel like when you're in a relationship, in order for it to work on both parties, it has to be over communication. Uh, uh, Not just regular communication, over communication. Because your partner is really changing. I would do one even better, man. And I'll tell you right now, like, you know, and I, and I feel like obviously between me and you, you know, it, it's, a, it's a given, but it has to be honest communication. Mm. Come on, you man. Know, it, it, it's some, it, you know, I'm gonna just keep it hundred with you, RT man. There's some niggas on this motherfucking line right now. They best friends know more about them than they want to do. Come on, man. Talk about it. And and and, I, and, and it, to the day, it, it it blows my mind, like how your friends, you know. And I can, I get it. Your friends are gonna know things about you, especially if they were there before. 
but no. my partner should know me. No. I should be able to be 100% with my partner. Yeah. But your partner has to provide a safe space. Oh, I love that. So a lot of times guys don't. So this is something that I see a lot. And it's crazy to me when I hear women say guys don't communicate because we do. But the moment we don't feel heard, we shut down. So guys do communicate. He will give you, he will tell you something. And you may miss it or it may go over your head, but you just missed your window of opportunity where he shuts down. So a lot of times, if your partner's not communicating with you, you got to ask yourself, am I making it a safe place for him to communicate? Have I ever used something he said to me about his past or about a situation against him? Have I ever brought it up? Have I used it in an argument? Have I did anything to make him not feel safe to communicate because I agree with you. I feel like your mate should be your best friend. Mm -hmm. But within that, before I can be honest, I have to feel safe. Mm -hmm. 100%. And like you said, those are conversations that need to be had on what can I do as a partner to make you feel safe? What have I done in the past that made you feel unsafe or unheard? You know, and it definitely goes back into what you just said, which we had mentioned earlier, that active listening part and communication. No. Because I'm a firm believer that I, I pay attention to body language. If I feel like you're not listening to me, no. you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to shut down. And when no. I shut down, that'll be the last time we ever had that conversation about whatever it was going to be. You know what I mean? No. Like, if I open up to you about something that's bothering me and I'm getting no. a, yeah, um, you know, or you can't even look over at me when we're talking about it, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for no. wasting your time. No, no. My thing is, too, I think. It's so critical because everything we talk about is deeper than what meets the eye. Because for a woman, some women never had a guy communicate to her, so she don't know how to respond. Mm. Like she may think she's responding appropriately, but it's not the type of response that you're looking for. So that's why I said in the beginning stages of relationship, that's why when this book come out, I'm definitely giving you one, but everybody got to go get it because it's one of those where it breaks down relationships because it's one of those where in the beginning stage you have to communicate how do you when someone's communicating something difficult to you what do you need from your partner every partner everybody don't want you to be able to respond i don't need you to respond right now i just need you to listen or i need you to tell me something i need you to respond i just don't need you to sit there and listen so everybody is different in the situation sometimes even asking your partner in that situation of they do you need me to respond to this or you need me to vent? like what type of what type of session is this do you need from me like being vulnerable in that moment to be like hey what type of session is this do you want me to respond do you want me to give my opinion or is this just one of those where you just want to vent and you want to say fuck them bitches you know what i mean you feel me you need to ask your partner if you feel uncomfortable while they're communicating something to you or what do they need from you like, babe, I'm with you. I'm in a moment with you. I'm hearing you. But I just need to know what type of response are you looking for in this? Because when women vent to us, yeah, when, when, when women vent to us, sometimes they're not venting for us to know the answer because we're problem solvers. So when they vent, we think, oh, babe, two plus two is four. I got you. Let's get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here. Fuck that bitch. It, it, right. It's not mm-hmm. that. They're venting sometimes because they just want to be heard. Instead of a response, and it's the same for a guy. So, like I said, we miss out on those opportunities because oftentimes 
we all have been in that place where somebody communicated something to us and we ain't know what to say back. Like, oh shit. Like, like we usually hit them with that. That's crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, wow. Right. Instead of asking somebody in that moment, okay, what do you need from me? Do you do you need my opinion or do you need what I would do or do you need me just to listen? So sometimes, like I say, I recommend that for couples on asking your mate what type of, like you said, your wife at that moment or your partner at that moment, whenever it took place, might have not been trying to be disrespectful to you. She might have just not knew how to handle what you were saying. Because they couldn't possibly understand what we go through sometimes. Hey, babe, I got stopped by the cops today. Niggas talking crazy at work. I'm having one of those days. You know, I'm feeling unsafe. I'm feeling up. What can she possibly say? Because she's not a man, so she doesn't know what we go through on an everyday basis. So in that situation, we don't want to hear what she would do because you're not a man. So what you would do is different because you view life different. We just mm-hmm. need you to hear us at this point. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's so crazy that I've actually, like, somebody's like, you know, I've had a partner, like, talk to me, right? And, like, they're venting, and I had to stop it mid vent. I was like, this, how do you want me to respond to this? Like, is this, yeah. like, a problem that we're solving? Or are you just yeah. trying to, like, get that shit off your chest? Because I know what it's like to have to get that off your chest. You know what I mean? Yeah. You yeah. know, so that way I can understand exactly how I'm listening to you. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to be, I don't want to fuck around and say something, and that's not the way that you want it to go. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I really wanted to say is, is that as we talk about, you know, you know, getting stuff off our chest and having that space with our partners, being able, asking our partners if they have space for us to hold. Come on, you know man. what I mean? And, and, and I know you've experienced this. I've experienced it before, too. No. A lot of times people... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, bro. You hitting it. Come on. Fuck that a shit. Lot of times, a lot of times people drop stuff on us when we don't have the space to hold it. Come on now. You know what I mean? And like we ask for communication, but especially if you got two people that work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or for example, one person's at the house with the kids, you had a rough day at work. That motherfucker also had a rough day. Come on now. Because them kids is wild. Those yeah. kids is wild. <laughs> And you coming yeah. in straight out the gate and you all trying to like dump your workload off, but they haven't even had a moment to themselves. Yeah. They ain't even had a moment to themselves. They ain't even heard their own thoughts, but they've heard mom, they've heard dad, they've been on this schedule. So asking your partner if they have space to hold for you has got to be critical. Listen, let's normalize this. I know we're talking about partners right now. Let's normalize friends. Asking your friends if they have yes. space before you unload they, that shit, you know, because a lot of times, like you said, they call, I guess what, blah, blah, blah. where, how you doing? First, are you in the, in the mood? Because when you talk about friends that got high professional jobs where it's well needed with certain expertise, where it's more mental than physical, it's tough to just unload something because like right. we talked about, we feel obligated to help, even though you've been like, look, I just, I just, I just dealt with, two suicides and you here calling me about you think your girlfriend don't love you you know what i mean i'm not saying that your problems are not important right now but I, i'm going through something too you ain't even asked you just hey what should i do? look i'll be there for you but right now i got some other shit that i'm dealing with so like you said not expecting for your friends and not getting mad at your friends for not for needing space for a minute uh-huh. Bro, I remember because people, you know, one, because I was not establishing those boundaries, but I remember, I remember there were times where I was giving advice and I was depressed. 
Come on now. You know what I mean? Look. I'm telling somebody how powerful they are when I think that I'm powerless. Mm-hmm. You know, so so it's always, you know, I'm telling you, like, can we normalize? Like, when we get on the phone, hey, bro, how's everything going? Do you yeah. have space for me? No. Yeah. You know, in the same way that they ask if you have space for you, at normalizing, you know, no, I don't have space for that right now. And don't yeah. take offense to it. You you, you said yeah. I legit yeah. just don't have space for what's going on right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't yeah. want to give you anything from a bad place right now. Right now, I'm barely holding on. I ain't got yeah. nothing in my cup to give you right now, bro. No. You know what I mean? And one thing that I want people to do too is when you do have the space, especially with your partner, ask even when things are going good, are they okay? Mm. We, we wait until we see a sign like, you know, he looks stressed today. No, when everything is going good, they how you doing? No, really. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I'm fine, I'm good, kids is just crazy. No, how are you doing? What mm-hmm. more do you need from me right now? And that's why I said, even with the check-ins of asking your partner, can I be doing something else to help this relationship right now? And when we say that, bro, right there, that right there, man, man, you know, I feel like fellas, man, like when we when we ask that question, do not get offended when she says some stuff like about what's around the house. Do not compare about like, you know, what you already are doing at work. If you open that up, you know what I mean? Because a lot of that right there, immediately, I thought to myself, like, you know, what else can I do more in this? I already go to work. I already do this. I already do that. And it's like, dog, what are you doing at home? No. And the same for women. You need to ask that man the same thing. Because at that point, y'all got to work together. If, she's, if he say, man, you know, I know you, you got a lot going on with the kids and stuff, but we only doing it one time, two times a week. Is there any way we can do it three, four? If she comes and say, well, you know, when you come in, if you help get the kids to bed, I could be prepping myself for you. It's You have to be a partner in these relationships. I agree. Partnership is everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, when y'all meet halfway, things work out a lot better. I love that. I love that. I love that you said that right there, man. Because a lot of, you know, and this is one thing is that this relationship is we're a team. You know what I mean? Like, we're a team. It's not, you know, your side of the house, my side of the house. Like, we're a team. And if you aren't good, I can't be good. You know what I mean? Like, you know, let me rephrase that. If you're not good, then we're not good. Yeah. We're not good. On you both know, sides. Like, on both sides. So if he feels unappreciated, imagine how he's going to love and treat you when he feels appreciated. Mm. If she feels unheard, imagine how she's going to love and cater to you when she feels heard. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of us are on autopilot in these relationships because we know we're not being loved properly. No, we're not being heard properly. You know what I mean? You're just doing what you you're doing the bare minimum of what your relationship allows. No, you know, because you're not that's requested. Yeah. You know, you're not even going above and beyond. You're not going to the next level because you don't even feel like you're appreciated. You don't feel like you're heard. You don't feel like you're being loved. So you're just here for it. Think like this, when, when, when you at work and they don't pay attention to you coming to work on time, they don't pay attention to you staying out there, you, you going over and beyond, you become burnt out. You become like, why the fuck am I doing this if I don't get no praise? But when they, hey, I'm giving you 
three weeks off, a a two-week paid vacation because you stayed over when you ain't have to. And I'm proud of you. Look at you. You finished first, you're on time. You know, I'm going to give you a voucher for that. You work harder. And it's the same when it comes to relationships. When both parties feel appreciated, they do more. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what we said. If you don't feel like your partner deserves to be appreciated and they're not putting in the effort, why are you with them? Because if you with somebody that's putting in the effort, because potential only gets you so far. So if they display in the actions, give them their flowers while they're here. Go over mm-hmm. and beyond. Love until you empty. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. You know, and it's it's just one of those like, man, like if you feel like your partner doesn't deserve to be appreciated or you feel like your partner does not appreciate you, why is it? Have we had that conversation yet? Are we talking? You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, like, you know, and that's one thing. I, 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 we just keep coming back to it. Like communication is key. You know what I mean? Like a lot of relationships fail because we never communicated that. And recognition is key. I'm about to be the bad guy here. You know oh, what I mean? Like so let me let me switch the cloth. Let me play devil's advocate. <laughs> let me play devil's advocate. Ladies, if this man does not appreciate you and his actions does not match his words and he's not doing what he's supposed to, stop staying in these relationships. Leave. And guys, if a woman is not treating you the way you're supposed to be treated, if she doesn't appreciate what you're doing, and if you're a good man, leave. A lot of times we stay in these pointless relationships because one, we want a body, we're scared to be alone and face whatever demons we got alone because we still ain't healed. So we search for happiness through every relationship that comes along the way. But right. when I tell you, a lot of times I see a lot of people that should have been broken up years ago, but they stand together for a body. Or because history, because this person for the kids, they, for, the, ooh, for the kids, or because they want their cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Ladies, you know when that nigga ain't shit. So if he ain't mm-hmm. shit, if you allow it, you can only be mad at yourself because you stand. Mm-hmm. And guys, the same thing. Why the fuck you keep coming to the barbershop complaining that your woman not doing, and you telling her what you need, and if she doesn't make the effort to do it. I only blame you because you accept it. And self-worth is on both parties. Well, when you know your self-worth, if you're gold, you don't settle for bronze. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that, man. And I, and I even go on and just say, man, is that, you know, as we sit back and we talk about, like, you know, asking and telling somebody, like, you know, this is the thing that I want. If you are saying that and they're not doing that, take a step back and ask yourself, is it because they're not listening to you or is it because they have communicated to you and you refuse to do it? Mm-hmm. You know, like we say, like, you know, like, hey, you know, you need to be my peace, you know, be her, be his peace. He's already at war. A lot of men cause chaos or self-sabotage. No. You know what I mean? And, and listen to that. I love that you said that because I tell clients all the time when they say shit like that. A woman can't be your peace. Mm-hmm. You got to be a piece and she has to be her piece so she doesn't disturb yours. Oh, can you say that again, please? A woman can't be your piece. 
A lot of times we think women and guys are supposed to fill voids. That's not realistic. You have to fill your own void. You just need her to be her, be at peace within herself so she doesn't disturb yours. Man, you done did it again, RT. <laughs> you done did it again, RT. That was it right there. That was it right there. That but was it's it true. right there. You know, it's true. Because like I said, couples come to me so many times. I need a woman to be my peace. You're not at peace with yourself, like you said. If you're not at peace with yourself, my thing is we're so busy worried about the other party. If we work on self-worth, if you're holding, I'm holding. I'm at peace, you at peace. I'm not going to disturb yours. You don't disturb mine. We only add. What's the, what is it to talk about? Mm. Which just goes back to come healed. Yeah. Come healed, man. Like, oh my God, man. I knew this episode was going to be good. I knew this episode was going to be good. <laughs> Me too. Bro, I, I already, I already knew, man. And, and with that, man, as with that, as we come to a close to this episode, man, if y'all have any last questions for RT, go ahead, drop them questions down, man. If you got any last comments, we'll go ahead, we'll do that. And then we'll just go ahead to closing credits. No. Miss Elena May. Um, I've seen a couple of people said that's easier said than done. But true people search for missing it. And no, yes, I absolutely agree. But like I said before, it's unrealistic because that's a void that they can't fill. Mm. Guys talk about all the time. I know some guys that can live however they want. They can be laying, to, laying next to somebody and still feel empty. Mm -hmm. You know? But one of, the things, one of the things that I want to say, like I said, I appreciate you, bro, for your platform, because like you said, it's bringing awareness to all these issues that is at hand. You know what I mean? Like you said, even what you're doing, bringing awareness. And like I said, my book is one of those where I promise y'all this is going to be a game changer where it's real spicy, where it does have some sexy love scenes in there. But before you get to that, it's talking about the mind. You know, and it's talking about how to interact in relationship. And like I said, I almost view it as like a self-help because for both parties, it talk about a lot of the things that we talked about today and how to overcome it and how they overcame it in the story. You know, I, I really want to, um, I really want to hit this comment real quick. And, okay. You know, and I, and I greatly appreciate you for sharing that comment, but you should never look for anything that you're missing because no. when they leave that you're going to be missing that piece again. Mm. You know, you should look for somebody that compliments what you have now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, me and you both, we fired in a motherfucker when we get dressed. Yeah. But the accessories that we have complement the outfit. The outfit yeah. itself could still stand alone without yeah. accessory. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot yeah. of times, like, you know, you reach out, and that's why I hate when people say, like, you know, it's 50-50. I should mm. be half coming to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? You shouldn't make up another piece to me. No. I'm a hundred percent. You compliment me. You no. know what I mean? We make up we don't make up for what the other person lacks. We add to what the person has. No. And what you just said, that's how codependency is developed. Yes. Where I begin to depend on my mate. Where if my mate's not there, I'm a, I'm unhappy. If my mate goes missing, I'm sad. Where, like you said, it goes right back to when you're missing something. You're not healed. Mm -hmm. 
If I'm looking for something in somebody else, I'm not healed. Mm-hmm. My so favorite one if, is, oh, my bad, go ahead, bro. No, no, basically what you just said, you know what I mean? It's just one of those where if I'm missing something and I find it in you, you can take it away at any point, like you just said, mm-hmm. and now I feel like I'm dependent on you. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. My favorite one is, is when you hear somebody say, this person is my world. That no. my fucking world. <laughs> no. I'll be the, I'm the first one to say it, bro, like, like this. You ain't my fucking world. You're a planet in my galaxy, but you're not my world. I don't revolve around your son. No, you know, and I feel like that's a part. That's one thing that a lot of us have to, like understand. No, no. Oh, please go, go ahead, bro. That's that one for you. Let's say back to talking about success and taking risks. Do you have any books about that? Um, yeah, and like I said, one, the self love journals help with that. But two, like I said, knowledge before college definitely helps with that because it's one of those that. It, it, it's huge on talking about the options you have before even thinking about college. You know what I mean? So that's a huge one. Like every book that I have is on Amazon. So if you look up Artavius Mayor, it's on Amazon. And like I said, Knowledge Before College, all the um, Uncomfortable Topics journals is on there. I got comp journals on there. So like I said, when we talked about last week, when you talk about self-worth, I definitely definitely recommend anybody get that self-love um, prompt journal because it's like the first step to therapy, where if you're thinking about you need therapy or you're thinking about how can I better my self-help, it's definitely one of those where you you get that book and when you finish that, you're going to have your answer to either I need additional help or I'm where, I'm ne- where I need to be. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I love that. Now, if we, do we have any more comments or questions for RT? I don't see. I don't see anymore. But as we as we come to a close to this episode, once again, bro, I cannot thank you enough, man. I already knew that this episode was going to be good. You know what I mean? I already knew that it was going to be good, bro. Like this was just amazing. It was such a wholesome episode, bro. This is probably gonna be one of them episodes. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I listened to our last episode. I done heard about like Me four too. times. You know what I mean? I done heard the yeah. episode about four times. Yeah. And and it was an amazing episode. It was just so filling, bro. Like it really just fills you. You know what I mean? So I cannot thank you enough. For those who are not able to catch this live, please understand that this episode will drop Monday. You know, stay tuned as we just drop and continue to promote it. Yeah. Greatly appreciate it. Great appreciate it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to get that self love. Go ahead, bro. Um, what which one? Um, yeah, we appreciate that. And then, how does someone get that self love? Well, yeah, when, when when speaking about self love, like we talked about before, you know what I mean? It's about basically everything we talked about in the beginning of basically identifying who you are, what's your identity outside of your status, your occupation. You know what I mean? Uh, um, I say one thing that I say, especially for males, is start a gratitude journal, you know what I mean? Start a journal where you're saying three things that you love about yourself, three things that you're thankful for daily. It doesn't always include what you can provide. You know, take away the provider title because I think we all get caught up into, I only love myself by how I can provide for myself. If I got a hundred million, I'm going to tell you this. I have millionaire clients that hate themselves. I have clients that make 30,000 that take maybe one trip a year that's completely happy you know what i mean so money does not buy happiness 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's one of those where it's self-love. It's one of those topics that a lot of people don't know what those things are. What things are you talking about, bro? Uh, and I love this. I love the back and forth with everybody. We appreciate y'all so much. What you got to add with that? How you develop the self love means? Uh, for me, how did I develop self love? And oh, I love, I love the fact that you asked me that, bro. Because to develop self love, I had to coming out of depression. Coming out of depression, I had to I had to honestly learn a appreciation for myself. I had to really learn a appreciation for myself. You know, not not wanting. Not wanting to commit suicide was a big, it, it made me think to myself and made me realize, like, damn, bro, like, I did not know you that you were this strong. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know, you know, and 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 essentially, you know, talking yourself out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I really talk about it is, you know, like, there's those moments in your head where you start to, you know, you, you would miss you. You know what mm. I mean? You would start to miss you. And what were the things that you started to miss? And over time, I started to appreciate those things. Mm. Okay. Um, no, you're absolutely right, bro. A lot of people don't. The things that they love about themselves. I think for me, before I was able to figure out what self-love was, I had to accept every flaw that I had and love them no matter what they were. You know what I mean? I think it was one of those where acceptance is huge. You know what I mean? That's one of the biggest things in that love journal is I talk about acceptance. Like accepting your flaws, accepting the things that you don't see in, accepting your failures. You know what I mean? I always say failures teach you how to be successful. You only lose when you quit. You know what I mean? So it's one of those where accepting everything about yourself and loving yourself is self-love because like we said before, talking about loving through conditions or loving conditional, a lot of times we don't love ourselves unconditionally. Mm-hmm. We love our mamas, we love our kids, we love our wives, our women's unconditionally but when it comes to yourself you have everything to point out that's wrong instead of just being like i'm human bro i even go as far as saying that we love ourselves we love ourselves on conditions yeah you no know, under conditions uh, uh, under conditions you know like no. we'll, we'll love ourselves when when we're doing good at work we'll love no. ourselves when we're physically in shape we'll uh-huh. love ourselves when you know we're successful you know what I mean? We'll love ourselves when everything is going in the right direction, but we won't be able to provide ourselves that same love when times are getting rough for us. We no. get mad at everybody else that abandoned us, but they jump ship when they saw us jump ship. No. And a lot of times we never own a ship. We looking at we looking at how it flows. You know what I mean? We looking at how our life goes before we commit to I love myself or I don't love myself. And I ask myself this right now to any brother that's on here right now. Do you love yourself? You know, like that's that's a real question because it's one of those where we tolerate ourselves, but do we love ourselves? And I and going back to what we talked about about relationships, you know what I mean, real quick. On I seen somebody commenting and said this, but going back to uh, disrespect, abuse, and all of those things, I always say. Be careful what you tolerate from your mate because you teach them how to treat you. Mm. Mm. 
Be careful what you, now. Be careful what you tolerate with your mate because you're teaching them how to treat you. And again, that's something. My bad, bro. I had had heard something just as similar. It said, like, you know, be careful what you tell yourself because you're showing others what to say to you. Mm, Come on now. You know what I mean? Like when you when you talk bad about yourself, like, you know, that's why they always tell you, like, you know, you gotta be mindful of what your self-talk is. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you talk negative to yourself when somebody else says something about you, you are already conditioning yourself to accept that. Because that's what you're already hearing in your head on a regular basis. And that's another thing with what bro said. I appreciate you when he said about those things, like how do one develop that? I always say, take away all negative self-talk. Rephrase it to positive self-talk. I can't do it. No, I, I, I'm going to do it soon. You know what I mean? Like rephrasing everything that negative you say and rephrasing it with positive self-talk. I love it. I love it. I love it. No, I love it. Now, with that being said, man, I ain't going to hold you up no further, man. Once again, bro, I just cannot stress it enough, man. Thank you, man. Like, I greatly appreciate this episode. Once again, for those who are just now getting in, you know, stay tuned. Monday, this episode will drop. Definitely a lot of gems on this episode. I do not want you to miss this episode. All right, so you got any last words for anybody? No, I just want to say I appreciate everybody that took the time out to watch on this Friday night. And meets again, like I said, I'm always going to give y'all flowers. I want y'all to make sure y'all go follow this man. He's incredible. A guest speaker, an author, you know, a great father. And just one of those guys that, like I said, that's changing the world little by little. Like you said, talking about self-worth, you got to have some self-worth just to put yourself on a type of podcast like this to be vulnerable. So I appreciate you and I love you for that. And like I said, whenever you need me, I'm there. You know what I mean? Like you said, people was doing the same thing. Like, hey, y'all work good together. Y'all need to do another episode. And like I said, as soon as you call, you see, I'm always going to say yes to you. Because like I said, it's situations and it's conversations that need to be had. Absolutely, bro, man. And I agree. Um, Somebody just said, advocate for yourself. Negative self-talk will happen, right? Um, Well, yes. Like, if we're being realistic, negative... We all have that, I always say like that angel and devil on each shoulder, you know what I mean? Where when things happen, I always say you have two options. Either you can be positive or you can be negative about it. But it takes more energy to be negative about it than it, than it does to be positive about it. Bro, I even, go, I even go as far as this right here. How long is the conversation? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because being, you know, the underdog story, there's them days, I, I, I ain't gonna sit back and lie and say like there's days where I'm positive all the time. No, yeah. You, you, you feel me? Like, like, there's days where I'm like this, fuck, man. I'm like, why do you keep fucking up? No. But how long is that conversation? No. Is that a is that a conversation where it's all day and I'm in my head and I'm saying like, God damn, you keep fucking up, you keep fucking up, you keep fucking up. Or is it a moment where it's like, just like when you playing basketball or you playing sport and your coach like, no. come on. No. But then it, it's over and it continues. No. So, so, so it's one of those like, how, how long is the conversation, the negative self-talk? Yeah, I I always say I like the 48 hour rule. You know what I mean? Like I like to give yourself time. And that's a great point, Mitch. Thank you for that. I like because I, I like you said, after saying it, I, I do I do see how, like you said, somebody can take it as being positive every time. Absolutely not. People are a great question by you, bro. Um, but no, it's always one of those where I'm saying in the aspect positive positivity should lead 
at the end of any decision. You know what I mean? Like when shit happens, I always tell people, hey, life happens. Life's going to be full of ups and downs. Some fucked up shit is going to happen, but feel it. And once you feel mm-hmm. it, give yourself time to process it. And once you give yourself time to process it, I always say she go longer than a week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's one of those where feel what you need to feel, get through what you need to get through. And then at that point, you have to start making actions to get out of whatever situation that you're in. Oh, 100%. 100%. I love that, bro. I love that, man. Yeah. But just like that, man, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned Monday for this episode. Once again, RT Herod has joined us, brought such a powerful episode, man. I, damn it, this was a good episode, bro. It was. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned every Monday as we bring you another episode. And lastly, don't forget to like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, and share this podcast because this podcast was dedicated to helping you become a better version of yourself. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but just like we need more sleep, just like we need more money, we deserve to be a better version of ourselves. Stay hungry, stay motivated. I'm out.